0: guys, it is the Wrestling Mayhem Show episode 632 Tuesdays with Celebrating Professionalized Wrestling here in the uh, Sorgatron Media Studios, (laughs) that's the old one, Sorgatron Media Studios here in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and we got a lot of cool stuff lined up for tonight and we got a panel of uh, experts. Uh, with us, of course, from Pooh Kipsy, New York. He's the only one here on the Mayhem Show with a future endeavored letter from the WWE. He is Mad Mike.
1: I prefer the term wrestling historian in the
0: manner of speaking. There you go. There you go. Also with us, he's from the other far reaches of... Monroeville on the other There's side of town. Two bridges. There man. he is. Two bridges in a, a, a tunnel. So he's two not tunnels, coming over here. No. 50
2: unless, yards. Unless video games
0: are involved. He he is fresh off of being threatened by uh, Thomas Mathis during Smash Brothers <sighs> last Thursday during the Brohemoth Smash Brothers Invitational here in the studio. You can check thanks, that out over for, there. Thanks,
2: thanks for bringing that up. Sir.
0: I mean, just, you know, he was intimidating and works out more than all of us combined. Did you see, did you uh, see his app? Yeah, I did. He showed Badger. It was weird um that was a moment uh the riz is with us riz plays games
2: and actually i've been playing video games on my twitch channel at at riz plays games on the twitch twitches uh i might be playing some more this week so you might want to check it out
0: there you go and also we have a special guest in studio his first time in the new studio i can't believe it took you a year to get here It was the two rivers in a a tunnel,
3: wasn't it? Can't believe it took me a year to get formally invited, and a date worked out, man. Hey, you're busy! you're, You're backlogged here. You're busy! Not so much on Tuesdays. Joe Dombrowski is with us. Hey! He does everything. (laughs) <laughs> I I I do all of the above.
0: Yes. Uh, outsource announcing. Of course, we've done a lot of projects together. Premier Championship Wrestling. Just got to uh, uh, witness your anniversary show up there in Cleveland, as well as uh, you've heard his voice on the Future of Honor uh, on the Ring of Honor. That's right. As well. We've
3: got Welterweight Wrestling 4 in pay-per-view, September 23rd, coming mm-hmm. up. We've got... Live streaming at Expo Lucha this weekend. I'll be out in Las Vegas for. This is a very busy week for me and a very busy month. But I devoted an entire evening just for you.
0: I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Always, when you get big, you remember the little guys. I do appreciate that. Call me fat? No, 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 no. no. I mean, how have you been with that KFC? Uh,
3: Occasional cheat day. but keeps me motivated the rest of the time. I'm down 15 pounds from like Ooh, two years ago. Impressive, impressive. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to be talking about a lot
0: of stuff, uh, including uh, I want to have uh, uh, you and Mad Mike. I, I want you to convince Mad Mike to be watching Ring of Honor later in the show. So so get your arguments ready. Can I threaten
3: him at gunpoint?
0: Uh, well, he's in Poughkeepsie, though so that's hard, and we're not that kind of show.
3: We could be any kind Uh, of show we want. We
0: will move on with that. I know people. I'm (laughs) just saying. You do run shows in Cleveland. Uh, But anyways, (laughs) uh, this is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. You can check out everything at WrestlingMayhemShow.com. You can join us here every Tuesday at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And uh, over on the Facebook page, we do Facebook Live for the show. uh, And you can join us live and be a part of this, uh, including our friends like Alex and Alex, both from California, (laughs) Tina, uh, Dave. Uh, Brandon, uh, and so many more jumping in tonight. Thank you, everybody, that's been joining us here tonight for this. And uh, and you never know what's going to pop up or where it will pop up with an interview on this or the IndieWrestling.us Facebook page. Hey, we had a visit this morning from WCW announcer Gary Michael Capetta. Uh, who's going to be doing a, uh, a one-man show here in the area in October, and he's been doing them all over the country. Uh, that'll be up on the feed uh, sometime soon because, man, we're the backlog, you should see the list I got going for Indie Mayhem show. I, we might be good for the next four weeks, you guys. Uh, but anyways, a lot of uh, fun stuff going on there. And, of course, you can drop us a line to that email address good times good times at wrestling Mayhem show.com or four one two two zero six wms 0 as uh if you're on the patreon um, um mad mike and his girlfriend um drunk dialed us after nxt takeover um mm-hmm. uh, about velveteen dream and such uh so uh-huh. there's that experience uh we you're do a- encourage Internet. what's that you're
1: welcome, Internet.
0: Yes, yes. Uh, so, uh, no, we encourage any communication, sober or not, and do appreciate it through any of those means. Also, at Mayhem Show, where uh, myself and and Mad Mike and I think Riz pops on there every once in a while. Uh, we're usually live tweeting and interacting with you guys on there. And, of course, the Facebook page and group for Wrestling Mayhem Show, where a lot of you guys are interacting with as well. Um, and uh please subscribe to us, rate us, share us on whatever podcatcher you would like to uh enjoy the wrestling ma'am show video versions on YouTube and Facebook. Thank you, Dora. Patreon supporters. Again, you guys are getting a lot more this week, and uh I think I might have a clear, I gotta double check, but um we we have a new show that's come up over and we'll talk a little bit more about the indie wrestling network um we are going to uh see about live streaming just for the pocky club five dollar level and up uh the uh recording of this new show for the network and that you can only see on the network or if you're a patreon subscriber live uh so uh there's a little bit more for you guys over there again patreon.com slash wrestling mayhem show uh thank you to our everybody that does contribute at the fan of the show one dollar level bo diggity Woo! Woo! Ed Burke, Bobby F. J. Town, Tina Keys and the Matthew and Jennifer Carlin's Foundation for Podcast Betterment. And at the Pocket Club $5 level, Occupy Pro Wrestling, Christopher Bishop, Bradley Ruthers, Doc Remedy, <coughs> and Dave Podner of the Tiny Shutter Podcast, and our friend at the Pizza Club $10 level, uh, badass Billy Johnson. There, you have a new name this week. Uh, so, again, you guys help keep us the lights on here on the show so uh first of all it's let me let me flip this here in the lineup because i think the the lead this week is definitely all in yes and yes i did say all in um this is the show that i I can't believe it's already this weekend first of all because it feels like it's been it's been like no time uh before we got to this it's september 1st it's in chicago uh i've been seeing some
2: started I'm sorry, guys. It's oh, go answer. ahead, go
0: ahead, Riz. i was gonna say it all
2: started with a dollar bet with Cody Rhodes and Dave Meltzer. Yes,
0: it's almost like Dave Meltzer's wrong about a lot of things lately. He is, isn't he? Oh no! Lot. It's just more people have podcasts that tell you how wrong he is uh, directly. It's, it's almost like he has a lot of muscles and nothing else. Uh, okay. Anyways, uh, that's but, odd. I don't know where you were going with that, but um, but no, this all in no brain. Okay, no. It, it sold out in nowhere in no time. They have this incredible Starcade situation going mm-hmm. on, um, and 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 you know, on top of like, there's a, like a million things happening this weekend in wrestling. Joe's going to Las Vegas for a giant show, <laughs> you know. Uh, there's there's shows happening here in Pittsburgh. There's a Guinness World Record attempt this weekend. King of Trios is this weekend with Chikara. Uh, it it's like this like giant nexus of wrestling. And these guys are going to be, I think, king of the hill on all. And, of it, and it's it
3: Labor Day weekend, which yes! is usually a very quiet, soft point for wrestling. Cause you're competing with three day weekend and people wanting to travel vacation. You're competing with school starting, but yep. everybody's going, uh, going ball to the wall to, to make their own little, uh, you know, project, a, a massive success. I am still amazed. That all in sold out in twenty nine minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thirteen thousand was it? Ten thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand for the uh, all in event, and yeah. then another at least five thousand, maybe more yeah. for for Starcast.
0: And and the star, I was watching the one video uh, with with Conrad somewhere where they were taking a tour of like they were doing a site tour of the high. It's a higher Regency, and it was one of those nice convention scenery ones, like you know, I imagine like the the Marriott I went to for. Uh, podcast movement in, in, in Philly and they're just taking that thing over and it's it looks like it's going to be an incredible event from like what they're talking about what the plans are so I mean they have everybody everybody from Eric Bischoff to the insane clown posse involved in this thing I say that because I really want Eric Bischoff to interact with the insane cl- clown posse after his discussion on a recent podcast he had
1: I uh, want I want ICP to end up joining team arrow I know I know, right? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That I don't know how that makes, would work. I that actually realized. makes a lot of sense in the Either long
1: or, run. Or oh, can Pentagon break the arms of the ICP?
0: Yes. Oh, that'd be great. So sorry. That would be awesome, and you know it. That would be kind of awesome, actually. But then that would make that like the rest of their tour. Ninja, in, how did they work? That would make the rest of their tour in Canada, Canada very, very awkward without <laughs> arms. Yes. Can't throw Fego. Uh, anyways, but the, but. This is a this is a pretty big event. I, now, now, Joe, you've gone to. I know you've been at several wrestling conferences. Like I went to, I think WrestleCon with you at WrestleMania twenty nine weekend, uh, and you've been to several since, including this one coming up. Like, how does it seem like this Starkade StarCon StarCon StarCast StarCast? Damn it! Uh, as, You're going to
3: get so many cease and desist letters after this. Jeez,
0: If I haven't yet. Um, <laughs> How how does this look like, uh, on the surface, it's shaping up compared to other ones that you've you've been involved with?
3: Well, what Cody and the Bucks have done, they've they've done something very smart in the sense that they are trying to tap into so many avenues of this underground fan base, both with with their talent and with making the convention very Mm podcast-centric, with Eric Bischoff and Bruce Pritchard and what they're doing with... Jeff Jarrett and it seems like anybody who currently is 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 trendy and so anybody who currently has a, a bit of a buzz and a bit of a following is converging on Chicago for this and um, it's been amazing to be on the road with Bing of Honor and feel the same excitement for All In in Chicago as there is in New York and Philadelphia and to see that their pre-show is airing on WGN America. It, which is a station that is in 77 million homes mm-hmm. in the United States. That's a better television outlet than most actual weekly wrestling programming you can name.
0: Yeah, and and, and WWE carried they, they carried the WWE Superstar
3: Show when that rebooted uh, several years Without ago. Without a doubt. I mean, yeah. this is the biggest event in independent wrestling history. Mm-hmm. And you can look at a lot of, um, you know, Tournaments. You can look at the old Brian Pillman Memorial shows. You can look at the King of the Indies. You can look at, at, at indie events that were very culturally significant to us or had a particularly monumental card as far as guys that went on to great success. But no one has come close mm-hmm. to 10,000 fans domestically. Um, I don't believe Impact has done it. I don't believe Ring of Honor has done it standalone. I don't believe... Um, You know They're going to do it with New Japan, Madison Square Garden, which is another huge Mm -hmm. bit of news. But this seemed so far-fetched and impossible. And it's a sign of how things are changing and evolving, where you have this just underground movement of fans, of wrestlers who are just not going to be content with status quo and are going to present a product that they feel proud of and that they believe in and the fans are responding in huge numbers. And that passion and that emotion that may be a little bit missing in a lot of the mainstream programming today, um, they've caught lightning in a bottle because, and we'll talk more about this later, I'm sure, I believe, and I'll get heat for this, I believe the Bucks and Cody are three of the smartest people in pro wrestling today. Mm -hmm. Um, The fact they have been able to to, to, to prove everybody wrong, Time after time after time, nationwide merchandising in Hot Topic, 10,000-seat arena, um, you know, out, outselling um, every other item on hottopic.com. These are things that are not supposed to happen with independent wrestling, but they've done this. And I have no reason to believe this will not be a runaway success um, because you've, you've sold out your house. You've packed your convention. We aren't even factoring in Fight TV. We aren't factoring in any potential advertising revenue from WGN. He, or if, uh,
0: I, I did watch um, one of the Cody videos, that one of his lead up videos. I forget what he calls them. Um, and it's it, he said that he sold already sold pieces of the ring to collectors to pay for that battle
3: royal. Oh, the over budget battle royal. The over the
0: budget battle royal. Yeah, which
3: is an amazing idea because I'm over over budget way more than I want to admit. <laughs> but you need you need to use the ring the next show so that is true we only have two we have like two and a half rings Two so and that, a half. that idea would not work we have the old prime ring but man it is in in shambles at this point it's mm-hmm. down in the basement is
0: that the one that uh that, that jason Bain and rhino uh it is the one broke
3: the jason Bain that and almost, rhino that
0: almost killed me and rhino Sna- it, it
3: almost killed almost had a heart attack almost yeah, yeah. killed me <laughs> Because, you know, I love to have a 55-minute intermission on live pay-per-view. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Um, but, yeah, that ring has been through a lot over the past 20-plus years. There's been a lot of uh, tender, loving care put into it to keep it in as few this, pieces as it is.
0: This is interesting. Tina's bringing up something. I guess there's a merger in process. WGN is owned by Tribune, a bigger conglomerate company. Mm-hmm. And I guess there's a merger going on, and they may actually... Wait, wait. Hold on. The merger goes through they'll be owned by Sinclair later on or they might be doing uh, somebody might actually be getting sued okay never mind uh, weird' conglomerate things maybe somebody was buying something never mind
3: uh, but still There's So cease and desist again
0: yeah there it is there it is um, but uh, no I, and this is this is this is pretty cool that's you know I always contend that, Mike, we've had this conversation a few times about the pre shows on WWE, right? Like, about how much yeah. exposure those get. Like, this is a pretty big deal. That and I didn't think I had WGN. I actually do. Nice, nice. Because New Yorkers yeah. always get the shaft when it comes to those kind of off the ball, off the, you know, all sta- stations. Yeah, like I that.
1: mean, it's mainly the reason I don't watch Ring of Honor, just because I can't get it on my TV and right.
0: I too much time in front of my computer as it is. <laughs> you- you just need to become the part of the Honor Club or Pluto TV or or I mean, it's accessible. <laughs> but anyways, that's the conversation for later in the show. Um, and I think, Mike, you said you were going to try to watch this thing live. Uh, that's my plan. Yeah, that's my plan. Awesome. And I know uh, Tina shared the card with us. I know I know it's been kind of um, rolling out there. And for some reason, it's really, really tiny on my screen. I have the card right here. Yeah, right there. So if we do a, a quick rundown, I got it right here. There you go. There,
2: it's there-ish. The it yeah. the, was the big
0: one we we, we talked about. Like, you got Kenny Omega and Pentagon. Um, <laughs> G- <laughs> That's gonna be amazing. Oh geez, like you you just sold me on the uh, full price pay per view right there. Um, Stephen Amell and Christopher Daniels. <laughs> That's gonna be amazing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Yeah,
0: this I love it. Love it. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is better a- than SummerSlam. What is that? Okada? Is that? Okada uh, okay.
1: versus Marty Skrull.
0: Marty Skrull. Okay. Um, I don't know. Riz, go ahead. Cause I can't read the rest of this. Unfortunately, sure. I, I got to so, find a better one.
2: There's also the, uh, NWA world heavyweight championship being defended mm-hmm. with Nick Aldis versus Cody Rhodes. It's going to be pretty damn good there. Uh, let's see. We, got the and during the, uh, pre-show, I forget what they're calling it. Uh, the over the budget battle well, I'll get to the over but over to the zero budget hour. battle world soon. Riz, but, zero hour. Yeah, the zero hour. That's what it's called. Uh but there's also the Briscoes versus SoCal Uncensored, just Frankie Kazarian and Scorpio Sky. SCU. Uh and also Sword. Wait. We have a we have a friend of the show.
0: Yeah, Britt Baker, part of this uh, in the four-way uh, women's match. I'm sorry, I just saw the uh, six-man at the top of the card.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah that's six-man, though. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Britt, yeah. Britt,
0: Britt, Chelsea Green, um, uh, Tessa Blanchard, and uh, Madison Rain. But this six-man, I didn't, when did Rey Mysterio get on this card?
2: Oh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Was it a couple weeks ago? I missed that one.
0: I was blinded yeah. by Kenny Omega and Pentagon. I didn't think anything better would come out of that. <laughs> It looks amazing. Yes. <laughs> it's be um,
2: a show. So the the winner of the over the budget battle royal gets a shot at Jay Lethal in the world in the ROH championship.
0: And this mm-hmm. is a big deal so, because there are women in the battle royal. Jordan Grace is in the battle royal.
2: Yeah, so it's it, it, she murders Jay Lethal. <laughs> yep. So we got Jordan Grace, Moose, Rocky Romero, Colt Cabana ethan page brian cage oh, billy oh. gunn jimmy jacobs marco stunt brandon cutler and punishment martinez jeez and uh the winner gets to face Jay lethal at all and,
1: and also there are some people who still aren't booked
0: yet flip
1: uh, well, <laughs> all right all right let's be real flip isn't
0: gonna get booked no flip no actually flip all is out having an all-out party <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but chucky T, trimperetta and matt cross are all on the roster but aren't right. right right i imagine they're probably in the battle okay. well oh. they,
0: they've also uh they've also been very clear about like not everything is going to be announced in advance right like oh, yeah. there's going to be some surprises, have and some everything surprises. Like that.
1: Um, so so uh, question about potentially one of the bigger surprises there's a certain wrestling superstar who happens to reside in the greater Chicago area. No. My, my, no, my question is, Will AJ Lee show up? Ah, ah. <laughs> I mean, her best friend Cool Caban
0: is there. Exactly. I think she might. <laughs> ah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on that. There, so uh,
1: probably not. Probably not.
0: Right. Well, I want to talk about another in, uh well, uh, professionally independent. Is there a new name for this? Like, is this this is still independent wrestling? It's still yeah. independent. It's right. Not, right. This is a discussion we've had a while. Like, like we were just like, is Ring of Honor still independent wrestling? Is it? You know, is it? You
3: know, where are we at with those kinds of things? I consider Ring of Honor a company. Yeah. I, I, right. My definition of independent wrestling is um, a company completely void of contractual obligations where you are not necessarily consistently obligated to appear. It is just an independent shot. No exclusive, no exclusivity. So, I mean, impacts, not independent. Ring of Honor's not independent. And I I guess evolved isn't really independent anymore, especially because it's affiliated with WWE. Mm -hmm. Um, NXT was never independent. That was Mm -hmm. always under the (laughs) WWE umbrella pet peeve. When people consider that a separate entity, um, but yeah i I think contracts and obligations and and legal restrictions are when you stop being independent and you start mm-hmm. being a contracted um member of, of of a given roster i've heard
0: I've heard recently some friends in the Indies like saying about how they are you know kind of signed with the company, but it's more just they have an agreement to show up for like the next three dates or something right like in that in that kind of vein.
3: I would I would think so. Yeah. yeah. The verbal commitment more so than yeah. than anything written on paper that could be, you know, contested.
0: Absolutely. So so this is definitely independent. Um, there's uh, some other companies uh, doing some fun stuff, uh, but I want to touch those in just a minute. But in the meantime, we're doing something cool over here, Joe. I think you've heard of it. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah? You you might be on it. Uh, We just launched over at IndieWrestling.us. And by the way, if you go over there and sign up for the newsletter, you will get a free digital download. That is still running until the end of August. So just uh, sign up and you'll get updates about what is going on with this new uh, venture that we're doing and everything. We have a IndieWrestling.us network that just launched. As I said, uh, Joe's a part of that a bit, too. I'm quite a part of it. I'm you a, are the vast part of it. You're, you're a big part of it. You got uh, the Montreal Mo- theory is on it. Most of those logos are mine. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Premier wrestling, prime wrestling. And uh, as uh, somebody pointed out, who's that child announcing on the PWO TV
3: show? Oh, me? That's you. That's, that's you. That is uh, 21-year-old me. 21-year-old. Wow.
0: Wow, way back in. So the day. we launched this week. Uh, we have the entirety of our uh, collection of uh, producing Rise Wrestling here in the uh, Greater Pittsburgh area that's Rise with a Y. Uh, some great stuff going on there. Uh, of course, a lot of stuff like uh, Premier Wrestling Prime. Uh, we started with the first two episodes of Pro Wrestling Ohio are a part of this. Which includes Johnny Gargano, M Dog Matt Cross, um John McChesney as a part of that, some really great Gregory Iron as a part of that. And uh Madison Rain, I believe, under a different name. Am yeah. I getting my am I getting my knockouts right?
3: You are, Back yeah. Back in the day. Madison Rain was, was definitely a part of the proceedings. Uh that Later that same season, EC3 was a part of things. We mm-hmm. had a we had a
0: Derek Bateman at the time.
3: Was, was this pre- Derek this oh, is pre-Derek Bateman. Oh, really? This, this is deviant Michael Hutter Whoa. era. Whoa! Before, <laughs> before <laughs> any contract <laughs> came up. Yeah, so yeah. We, we had a lot of guys who were, were young and hungry and, and looking to make some noise, and, and they absolutely did. And there's so much through those archives that, um, you know, hidden gems that really... I'm not gonna say they're lost a time or forgotten a time, but you really didn't appreciate it at the time because Gargano, yeah, as great as he was, he was at the time just a um, a Cleveland Pittsburgh mm-hmm. indie wrestler. He he hadn't blown up and gone all over the world. And oh my god, he looks like Jack Snargo so much. <laughs> he does. It's the flag <laughs> tights because
0: he has a Canadian flag on there.
3: It's the tights. It's 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 the hair. Um, yeah, the
0: hair always got me. Mm-hmm.
3: Argos is way more obnoxious though. <laughs> and I'm and I'm speaking that realizing that this is weeks before Gargano bludgeons Greg with a chair, concusses him, busts him open, and tries to murder <laughs> him on my show. Mm-hmm. But that's still not as offensive as Jackson Argos speaking. How many
0: times did Gregory Iron almost die on your show? All I, of I, them. Yeah. Every <laughs>
3: single death involved him. We yeah. we had Gargano attempted to end him, sex appeal tried to end him um zach gowan tried to end him uh he oh, yeah I, hey rate uh three earlier this year brian pillman and aforementioned jackson argos beat the hell out of him mm-hmm. so greg uh greg's got some bad karma you know he's greg's got an incredible backstory and he's been through so much in his life but um it seems that adversity continues to to pile up for him but he, he perseveres and Welterweight for September 23rd. <laughs> Brian Pillman Jr. versus Gregory Iron. The weight limit is waived. Iron yeah, gets his chance have, at revenge. We
0: haven't even started putting Welterweight on there. That's part of the deal, too. Absolutely. Uh, some of the old ones on there. Oh, those, those will become up. Premier re- Championship Wrestling is a part of that. And also, I'm excited about this. We're doing original content exclusive to the network. We have uh, Duke, and Joe, uh, Duke and Doe's Hardcore Memories, where uh, Duke Davis and Shirley Doe talk
3: ECW. I'm very intrigued by that. Well, honestly, Shirley Doe, just talking about anything pro wrestling, is a appointment. Oh, theory. yeah. But they give him
0: a focus on ECW and...
3: Focus on ECW, uh, give Duke Davis a chance to talk about something he doesn't hate, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. Is, is few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited. When do I get my show where I just bury everybody?
1: No. Joe, you should look into the Impact Therapy sessions that Shirley Doe and I have.
3: <laughs> yeah, there you go.
0: It's like two hours of just like Mike and Doe just railing against Impact Wrestling
3: and all the harm it's caused them psychologically. I I, I try to keep the negative vibes away,
1: man. Well, we, we do say stuff that we liked on Impact too.
3: But peace, peace, love, and pile drivers, man. That's what I'm all about. Peace, love, and pile drivers. I love it. <laughs> By the way, I've
0: been trying to get Mike over into the Impact uh, side as well. So I'm I'm, I'm loving getting...
3: what they're doing lately, man. Mm-hmm. Scott Demore well, and Don don't Callis. Don't Smart Until they
1: unblocked me from Twitter, it's not happening. Yeah, can you? You have any ends over there, <laughs> Joe?
3: <laughs> I'm going to assume whoever's running their social media is not whoever blocked you. So I think it's time to, to oh, kind of my, okay. And forget. Okay, <laughs> the, the, the the social oh, media's got that? a different tone with 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 the new regime and their. Uh, I mean, they've revamped everything there. They moved their offices up to Toronto, and so, so everything's automatically nicer. Nicer and <laughs> more uh, polite, less polluted. Yep, uh, and with more. I think Mike, and I
2: are like still blocked from UStream. From UStream, UStream died, dude. Oh, uh, it's still gone. Blocked by Impact's UStream uh, page. No, I, well,
1: I'm the,
0: blocked by Impact Wrestling and by
1: Hulk Hogan. So,
0: <laughs> and for I, some reason, Riz is blocked by Xavier Woods. I don't know. I don't know why. I, I still don't know what I'm doing. Well, I he explained. <laughs> you're not getting unblocked on the latest I'm table not, for three. No, so I'm, I'm you're you're, and, you're and, screwed. You probably did something whatever it was
2: two other pages that i can follow him on
1: it's because you didn't keep
0: it tight no Mm. well anyways you guys can check out all this stuff you can check out flag tights gargano you can check out a few of these matches you can check out hardcore memory seven day free trial 5.99 a month uh a new way to support and and there's more coming this is not this is just the tip of the iceberg new content's going to launch uh uh every Every Monday, well, new content, uh, old content, new stuff for the network will launch every Monday, and uh, we're starting off with 30 hours. Oh, wait, there's a... Hold on. There's a shot of Baby Joe right there uh, for you guys on video, so... Oh,
3: man. Pre-tan Sorry. me, too. That's the Pre-tan. sad part. Pre-tan. Me, me with... You uh, a log. Oh, there's John McChesney. Hey, John McChesney. That guy. Me at ringside with Jamie Scott, who's mm. a well-known promoter in uh, the Erie, Pennsylvania area.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I know him. That's a... Like, do so you have facial hair or something now? <laughs> I, mean, so I, cool? don't know. I don't know. That is a thing that happens sometimes. I guess so. Riz, you were saying? What? I don't know. I thought we that were transitioning. Uh, I, I,
1: I was saying, Sorg, just tell me you don't need a logger.
0: <laughs> ah. <laughs> yeah, we're not that that's detailed yet. name is Sorg. It yeah, it's basically me. Um, that's why the search is so great. Uh, but anyways. Oh. <laughs> oh. Wow. Well, we got a lot of fun stuff going on there. Uh, no, no, that's why I I, I meant that uh, the other way. No, you didn't. So speaking of companies that are kind of independent but not independent and doing something different, Blackcraft Wrestling debuted this past Friday here in the city, um, and this was something different. We had, of course, uh, Victor Benjamin, the Savage Gentleman, and uh, Lady Frost joining us uh, last week, uh, kind of talking about this in advance, and uh, it was it was. It was different. It was, it was, Mike. We, sure. I talked about you know, this a little before about how um, they were really good about kind of setting up sort of a Lucha Underground type of mystique to it. Uh huh. Um, Doug Bradley plays this preacher character, and uh, there's this whole cult explanation and everything. And the first match actually officially was a ladder match to become part of the cult. And uh friend of the show, Matthew Justice, actually won that. G Raver did a pretty crazy dive, as he does. If there's a balcony, you know G Raver is going off of it. Um, and and it was just weird to see Pinhead from Hellraiser in a wrestling ring. Uh, so that was really, really interesting. Sorg, Sorg, in 2018, is it really that weird to see that?
1: Yeah, I guess not. Jeffrey the Draft was in a battle royal with Gangrel.
0: You've made all the points. Uh, right I am a think... is Becker as the
2: best wrestler in 2018 right
0: now. Yes. <laughs> well, of course, I mean, this is a company that's backed by Blackcraft uh, Wrestling. I just, I literally just went past uh, Hot Topic and Blackcraft cult uh, merchandise is in the window. It's right. Anywhere. It's a big oh, deal. Which is weird. Why? In Hot Topic, Paige
1: is a model for Hot Topic. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. You didn't notice that? I
0: didn't. Yeah, no. I didn't go in to see any of the yeah. rest of it, but...
1: No. He is in every hot topic storefront. No it, way. It's raining in the window. Not this one. Yeah, I guarantee
0: you probably just didn't notice it. I would have noticed, Paige. Trust me. Um, you might not,
1: because I, I didn't like. I didn't. Was she eating Skittles her? in yours? No. <laughs> what?
2: Okay. All right. All right. No, no. I'm, I'm just pointing it out because she was eating Skittles in 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 mine, and that's all. That's random. I know, but I'm serious. Riz, that's Riz, the Only thing Riz. I ever, That was just the
0: gr- Riz. That was just the girl that works there. That's uh-huh. what they look like.
1: Were they sour um, Skittles? No, they were just regular Skittles. Okay, regular Skittles. Okay, good to know. Good to know. I'll keep an eye it. I out. will
0: take a picture next time I'm there. <laughs> of the Skittles, not page. I don't even know what to do with this. Um, <laughs> but no, it was fun. It was at the Priory. It was a whole different environment. This is like the, the Pittsburgh Grand Hall on the north side. Um, there were stained glass windows, which looked. I was looking... You know, as I do, Joe, I, I look at the video production. Uh, I'm looking over the commentators at their screen and like, you know, Doug Bradley doing his preacher thing. And like there's these stained glass windows lit up behind them was a really cool effect. Um, and they were using high end stuff like stuff that, you know, looks like what they're doing for Ring of Honor production. Um, their, their videos, the, the pre-videos, where you can see a lot of them on YouTube um, are really high end, uh, really well produced. Um, and they're going basically pay per view They started here in Pittsburgh. The next one's going to be in Anaheim. Uh, the promoter talked about uh, potentially going up to, um, uh, going up to, um, uh, I'm sorry, down to Florida, New York, maybe next year. So they're they're nationally touring. They're doing the pay per view and they're stringing this together. It's just, I, I, I think they have enough probably following, like Hot Topic was behind this thing. Uh, apparently. And it's kind of a it's corporately backed, right? So does that fall into the independent wrestling idea? Um, Hot topic really has kind of become
1: the hub of wrestling, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, is this them trying to get their stuff more directly into the wrestling scene?
3: I mean, it's very ambitious. Mm -hmm. It is, it's a risk. Obviously, they have financial backing, but um, the old adage in wrestling is, "How do you make a million dollars in wrestling?" Well, you start with two million. So, mm-hmm. can they make this particular entity? And the money was sunk into this production trust. There's all it. kinds uh, of stuff. But I thing. mean, my question is: Okay, you've got the style, but is there substance to back it up? Do mm-hmm. you have the structure? Do you have the production behind the scenes? Do you have the wrestling operations people mm-hmm. to make this come to life? Because, I mean, I don't know a lot about, you know, Blackcraft cult clothing company or whatever else they no. do. But, you know, they obviously, their niche is not pro wrestling. So right. um, the roster was very impressive. Mm. The The vibe they were able to create was very intriguing. It had my int- attention. Um, I've heard mixed reviews since. And uh, I don't have a horse in that race. I hope mm. everybody succeeds. I hope it's a place to work for, for guys for a long time to come. But uh, are they going to have their ducks in a row and and have a long-term plan as opposed to Having the sizzle, but maybe not necessarily all the steak.
0: Yeah, and I haven't seen. Anecdotally, I've heard some comments about um, how the live production came off on the iPay per view for the people that purchased it. Which you got a ten dollar credit for Blackcraft clothing. By the way, uh, credit to Blackcraft—they did pro wrestling shirts like Britt Baker and a lot of the people on the roster like got like like stylized shirts in the Blackcraft style. Those were really cool, and I think that was a nice crossover for them to do too. Which you know are going to pop up in Hot
3: Topic. I think the coolest thing about um, a wrestling shirt is when it doesn't look like a wrestling shirt right uh, it, it has a message or a logo or a brand that that is really you know can, can appeal in a cross-platform mainstream way it has a, a message that can appeal beyond just the the niche fan base that it was made for so yeah. they're they're obviously very very good at marketing um you know that line of, of uh, merchandise for themselves so that that in itself, I think, is a, a brilliant idea, and will, will probably be uh, a lot to add to it. But again, you know, unless you have the um, unless you have the the the, the core central nucleus yeah. of your of your business model in place, and I, I, I heard issues of some production errors, some, some some shot errors, and things of that nature. So, um, as always with show one, you're going to have growing pains. Mm-hmm. I've never produced a perfect show and I'm not going to act like I have, but... Same here. Exactly. So uh, it just comes down to if they're going to have their nose to the grindstone and be in a position to, you know, make every single show better than the one previous and have people there who maybe they aren't necessarily accustomed to working with, but people who can... Provide decades of experience and, and, and perhaps a different perspective because wrestling is not like anything else. You mm. can't produce wrestling until you understand wrestling. Right. Fans will ask me, Well, how do I get a job as a writer or a producer? And I say, Be in the business 10 years first, then try it. Yeah. That's the best advice, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically,
0: and, and, and as far as like connections, like there's definitely some connections with Seth Rollins. Uh, they've, oh, uh, sure. it's on the front page of their website right now. Um, and and that's a great rub. And that's, yeah.
3: that's a great way to kind of, Probably circumnavigate any type of those uh, exclusivity legalities, mm-hmm. since Seth is associated with a clothing company as opposed to a wrestling promotion. Right, and, and
0: same with Paige. You mentioned Paige and Hot Topic there,
3: right. and then you know Paige
0: is connected with this. Um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, it, it's it's and she was involved. Her mother was in a match against Britt Baker, and she was involved in in the finish of it.
3: And that's very surprising. Um,
0: that's very surprising, since she's currently this SmackDown general manager that was just on, or is on tonight, probably. Well, I hope she is after this. Yes. Uh, <laughs> she hasn't disappeared. I hope she I'm called a watching. bunch of
3: people baby girl over and over again.
0: I'm sure she was in the crowd, sure. Yeah, but uh, but generally, I, it was uh, in person, watching the show. It was a fun wrestling show to watch. Um, it se- It seemed like a spectacle. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, it seemed to have that ECW vibe, where, like, the anything can happen, these guys are going to show up. You know, the four way tag match, uh, where uh, guys like you know, Duke and Gannon were involved, and Matt Cross and Josh Prohibition and uh, um, uh, OVE showed up, uh, the Chris Brothers and uh, Butcher and Blade, mm-hmm. which um, uh, this rent a b- sweet mustache and monocle on the Butcher. Gotta point <laughs> that out. Go check it out. Um, and uh, you know, it's got that kind of craziness vibe to it. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, and so they got that. It's the ECW homage without being shitty ECW. I heard a thud. <laughs> somebody fussed out at that. <laughs> but you know Did what I mean? Like train? people like, I want to do stuff like ECW and it just turns into garbage, hardcore garbage, right? Sure. These guys, I think, had a pretty good lineup for that. Um, and was only a couple awkward things happened in the wrestling ring uh, that I noticed. But again... Thank you for
3: clarifying that.
0: Well, not to mention, like there were a few flubs on production to us, the crowd. They think they almost spoiled the main event with a video that came up. It was a little congratulatory video that set up the next match, and thankfully the name of the person didn't pop up. Uh, There's There's a camera guy in the
3: hospital, too.
0: Yes, he fell off of... And I didn't hear any story afterwards, but during the first official match of the eye pay-per-view he fell off the platform and they wouldn't let anybody else go up there to operate the camera afterwards um so i'm sure that's an osha violation uh (laughs) jesus yeah yeah um but um yeah it'll be interesting to see um i've been encouraging our friends out there in california to go to the show in anaheim uh Mm -hmm. uh, the the alexes in particular out there uh so uh definitely I w- want to hear uh, your vibes from this and uh, what you think of the show out there too because it's definitely something to look out for. Other things happening on the internet. <laughs> what? Is this about the Lucha Underground thing? Uh Alex Alex Miller would not mind if Lucha Underground and Blackcraft wrestling would work together. He, okay, that would be good. So that here's would be a
2: crossover.
0: I was just having this conversation with I think I was just having this conversation this morning. Um lucha underground mike we, we were talking about this last night lucha underground works because you pre-produce everything right sorry i think i, I think you said yes um, yes yeah. and i feel like when you try to do a lucha Ground, underground type thing where you're trying to have a vibe and something you know especially something supernatural like this that sets up this world like that and then you add live wrestling production i think that breaks the the line you know what i mean
3: Lucha Underground is a very unique animal to me, and I enjoy the show. I mm-hmm. watch. I watched the entire first two seasons. I'm going to try to start season three uh, before my trip. Um, but it's a different kind of storytelling. There, there, there. It is, and it's got its. It's got its niche. It's got its following. But to me, there is a disconnect
0: mm-hmm.
3: because when we are inside the Lucha Underground temple, we have a camera crew documenting what is being presented to us as a sporting competition. We have... Which
0: sometimes turns into criminal acts.
3: Yeah. I'll get there. We have we have, <laughs> we have professional wrestling in the ring. We have two uh, announcers commenting on professional wrestling. We have a camera crew that is noticeably filming professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. But then when we cut backstage, we're in a movie set. The cameras are invisible now with, with jump cuts. Um... You know, uh, the sound effects are different. The supernatural elements are different. It doesn't feel like the same product from in front of the curtain to behind the curtain. And that's a very odd presentation to me. It's working, obviously, to to what they're doing. um, But to me, it feels like two different shows. And me being the traditionalist, I would rather be in the ring than backstage watching dead people rise out of the floor. So...
0: Is it so much weirder than watching Monday Night Raw, and you're watching wrestling in the ring, and then you watch a conversation in the back that sounds like a secret strategy conversation between two people maybe in a tag team for later that night, right? But we referenced that everybody saw it.
3: It's not as weird. But they're
0: acting as if the cameras aren't there.
3: It's not as weird only because the sad thing is is it's been going on for 20 years and we're all used to it. <laughs> right. It's it's just part of the lexicon. It's kind of like how when The Undertaker does the Hocus Pocus stuff, everybody just says, well, that's what Undertaker does. But yeah, anybody yeah. else does it, it's stupid. Yeah. He's I mean, the only one that's allowed to do it because we've grown up with it. Yeah. Um,
1: it, it I hate the Dungeon of Doom since 1996. Like, like the Dungeon of Doom is just kinda like a really beta version of what Luge Underground is doing
3: on a lot of different levels. Wow. That, that's that, that's 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 a good that's, consp- that's a that's a comparison. Sullivan my son, I'm coming Father. Oh.
1: I mean I'm not gonna say that Kevin Sullivan is a is a is a kind of precursor to Dario Cueto and Kevin Sullivan something <laughs> a Yette. And Dario Cueto summoning Matanza. I'm just saying they're similar. And who's the shark? Uh, That would be the mech. Because mech the knife. I don't know. I don't know.
3: I I have always been. um, It's always been a pet peeve of mine to have this invisible camera. And we don't see the camera we don't see the light guy we don't see and we're having this conversation without acknowledging that and to me that was the importance of having an announcer there and uh tna impact was always great at justifying why we're documenting what we're documenting they Mm -hmm. would have borash there trying to do an interview and spying in on on a conversation they did the the hidden camera thing at times um it It, feels more organic
0: it feels organic sometimes it got annoying but it did. But oh, it was God. that we were talking, you know, on some of the footage stuff we were talking about this week, about having this like kind of documentary style. Like that's basically what they were doing for backstages.
3: But it, it, but here here's the crux of the difference between um, WWE and Lucha Underground to me. Um, my opinion, uh, wrestling is at its best when it's grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. And when it's something you can very easily get lost into, invest yourself emotionally, and believe you can the fans want to believe those guys don't like each other. They want to believe that this character is going off script or this character really believes what he says. Or you know, I know this stuff's bullshit, but he doesn't like him. That wasn't supposed to happen. Ooh, he wasn't supposed to say that. You know, and, and when things get quote unquote too real, when Heyman or Brock or Cena or Punk or whoever it is over the years says that, or Daniel Bryan's journey to the title it's so much easier to invest yourself in because it's what you perceive reality to be. Right. Um, anybody that says Fabe's dead, my response to that, bullshit. Because if that's the case, somebody email in right now and tell me the exact minute somebody decided Daniel Bryan was going to be the world champion in New Orleans. Was it the yeah, week mm-hmm. before? Was it when the crowd was hijacking the shows? Maybe it was back at SummerSlam when the plan first started. We don't know and I don't want to know. That's the brilliant uh, brilliance it, 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 of wrestling. Is-
1: If kayfabe is dead, there will never be another Irish whip in wrestling.
3: And and again, that's one of those things that people, for whatever reason justify and just accept because they've seen it all their lives and Mm -hmm. yeah it's not that logically valid johnny valent johnny valentine who always used to say i i can't make you believe wrestling's real but i can damn sure make you believe i'm real which is hanging in my gorilla position right now in cleveland he would refuse to do the irish whip Mm -hmm. but but johnny got it he understood that even if even if everybody around him the people pointed and laughed at they could look at him and say that's the real deal that's a badass Mm-hmm. And to me, that's how you present wrestling. You tell the truth as long as you can, so that so that people will believe the lie, and you give them a reason to just have a little bit of hope that something's mm-hmm. going to happen they're not expecting. And when I watch Lucha Underground, and it doesn't subscribe to the rules of logic and physics of <laughs> Earth, then I get a little weird, you know. But, like but they've built a world where, and that, it's fine. Yeah. I'm not saying any fans that like it are wrong. Yeah, I'm not saying that. Um, I'm not going Jim Cornette and saying we should blow it up. Right. But I'm saying that to appeal to the mainstream, mm-hmm. you're going to lose a lot of people that way. I love the broken Matt Hardy stuff. But once this dilapidated boat st- started moving on its own and responding to commands, <laughs> uh, I'm backing up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> people in WWE, for the most part, take away Undertaker and Hornswoggle walking through walls and all this stuff. For the most part, it is humans doing things on Earth. Wait, did you say Hornswoggle walking through walls? Yeah. So Please, are, someone someone explain that, because that's going to make me angry.
1: Who did the Looney Tunes with Maduro? Oh, that's the,
0: right. Okay.
1: Oh, the whole Looney Tune bit.
3: Uh, okay. But, I, but my, my point being, Lucha takes such a far left turn, it's hard for me to invest in those stories without feeling like, uh, not to say maybe my intelligence is, is insulted, but expecting me to make such a big leap. And, and for those wrestling fans who are also into anime and comic books and superhero movies and stuff like that, that's a great meld. And the culture's moving more towards that than it is a traditional sports fan. And that's cool. Wrestling is divided into so many niche markets. There's death matches. There's women. There's cruiserweights. There's everything out there. Um, But to me, for the mainstream, you need to be grounded in reality and you need emotion, characters and relatable storytelling. And I think that's where WWE has it over Lucha Underground in the the produced packages and the backstage and things like that. WWE is way too homogenized, in my opinion, but that's a whole other side rant.
1: The, The thing I'd say about Lucha, though, is I don't think it insults like any fans audiences. I think it rewards them. Because it kind of rewards fans for like paying attention long term.
3: In terms of the the subtle nuances of the storytelling you're referring to. Yeah. And I could I completely agree and understand that. I, I, I just I think it's a bit much of a leap for me to, as a pragmatist, see the the, the, the dead guy come out of the floor or to <laughs> see the guy get murdered, yeah. or the guy living in the cage for six months. And again, I'm not knocking anybody who likes that. By the way, but we're
0: still really worried about Rey Mysterio. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, and uh, <laughs> not oh wait, he's not—he's not that far. I don't want to spoil him. Never mind. You'll find out why we're really worried about Ray Mysterio.
3: <laughs> I, I, That's—I'll see Ray this weekend in Vegas. I'll oh, good. Him, I'll uh, ask him myself. Ask doing...
0: him how that cage is. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. If not not that... Okay, Riz, Riz. 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 Go ahead.
2: Yes. Um, the best part of watching the Shield form mm-hmm. was watching. Live reactions of people mm-hmm. when shit went down. Right. I remember watching. Uh, there was uh, there was an event. I believe it was the like the Christmas smorgasbord of wrestling that we had. Oh, at, oh, the five hour taping
0: here in town for WWE. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, and the Shield came out through the audience with Rey Mysterio's mask. There were people in that audience that I gasped, that cried, that I got angry, mm-hmm. that I got frustrated. And that was just me. <laughs> uh, no, no, seriously. It, it was one of those things where I saw that mm-hmm. I saw everything happening there and knew that group was going to go, the, the, that group was in, right? Like whatever they were doing was what drew me in because they can ke- they can captivate an audience like that, right? Um, but on the other hand, Shikara has wrestling ants fighting mutants from a fish doctor, right? That's that's also very entertaining to me for some reason.
0: What well, is a different? And again, it's a different. Like they've established like rules of their shows, right? It's a it's I mean, a
2: subjective art form,
0: right? Right, exactly. So and Joe, you used Chikara guys on your shows a good bit. Yeah, without question. Yeah, yeah they're they're, they're I, great. I
3: make them subscribe to the Rules of Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, those, so no no slow motion hand grenades or anything
3: like that. If if there's a slow motion anything, I'm telling Mike Rand to speed up the the production Yeah. <laughs> <speed. laughs> <laughs> we'll fix it in post. And, yeah, no, <laughs> and, and there's so many great talented guys. But that's Chicago. not the show you're running. You know, right. you're running
0: right. Premier Championship Wrestling.
3: And that is yeah. and then, a different. Uh, that is a wrestling show. Yeah, Premier and Welterweight is, is presenting a product in a certain way, and I, I'm always about episodic storytelling, and I'm always about building character and building emotions mm-hmm. and, and 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 creating moments. Mm-hmm. And again, I think that's that's when wrestling's done as its best. And I think on the independent level, it's so hard to do because either whoever's in charge doesn't want to, or doesn't know how to, or just the talent shifts or the audience turns over. It's very, Mm -hmm. very difficult to have a consistent presentation that long, that's that far. And, you know, to me, that's my way of being different is trying to be like everybody else. that's not doing independent wrestling. Um, and, Again, it works in its microcosm. Mm-hmm. We're not trying to change mm-hmm. the world, but we've got a little sliver of the pie that we're making the best we can. And speaking about those moments and those audience reactions, you were there, Sorg. We had a loser of the fall leaves the company. Mm-hmm. And Otis Coger of, of the Coger Brothers was pinned. And the entire room deflated. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't want to compare it to, to you know, Undertaker in The Streak because— Nothing can 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 be done justice compared to that. But it, it was it was comparable to scale mm-hmm. of the sense of just dead silence and shock. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I the sad thing about wrestling is I think when a lot of times you announce a stipulation, the fans are like, all right, what's the catch? Well, they start doing the math yeah. right like i was like right. okay so
0: who's leaving who's got a weird schedule what's yeah. happening here who's getting called up who's getting signed or something right how
3: do, how do we make this a draw do, and every bait time and switch the step every
0: time every time there's an nxt takeover you're like oh he's dropping the belt and we'll see him on smackdown right like everybody's doing exactly. the math sure. on it right there's a conversation we have going into the takeover often, you know because you do the math on it like yeah, the, the but, booking match.
3: I mean, even beyond that, just the fact that you advertise a stipulation and the fans first thought are how they're gonna get around this? Yeah. Rather than delivering yeah. it. And yeah. and that's how you kill a territory. That's how you that's how you take money out of your own pocket by doing mm-hmm. a bait and switch like that. If you're gonna advertise, loser gets his head shaved, loser loses his mask, loser leaves the company. And then three months later they're back or 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 um it's a Cornette story from, from, from Mid-South. Like they did a, a loser gets his mask taken off match and the mask guy runs to the back. And I think it was Terry Taylor or somebody chasing after him and he, he runs out of the locker room with the mask and we never see the guy and, and business drops. Yeah, When fans feel cheated and, 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 and like they were lied to blatantly on purpose, then uh, then they're not going to come back. But we delivered on our stipulation and the the fans I, were
1: shocked. I think there is a way to do that though where fans won't feel cheated because of like... A stipulation happens that fans don't want to see, and then that's negated, then you get the like the reaction of, "Oh good, the thing I didn't want to happen really didn't happen, and that person's back.
3: In the moment, yes, but it's mm-hmm. it's, it, it, it's per case because if yeah if, if I like the guy and I'm spending money to buy a ticket to see him because I think this might be his last match. Mm-hmm. And it's been billed as as you know his potential last match, and he loses the match, and he does a big farewell, and you know like how many people would have been would have felt cheated? How many people did feel cheated when Ric Flair wrestled in TNA? Mm-hmm. That and that was only one man's decision, Ric Flair. But everybody had an opinion. And everybody thought he was wrong for for trying to make a living and trying to make money. Yep. And that wasn't even the same company. So again, fans felt cheated, and they couldn't blame WWE because WWE honored it. They blamed Rick. And whether right or wrong, you know they did because Flair had the greatest send off. And how many and, times? And,
0: is, how many times did Terry Funk retire? Terry Funk and first. Rick
3: Terry Funk first retired two years before I was born. Yeah. And I ring. Annu- and I ri- I ring. Announced him twelve months ago.
2: <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> Do that wrestling math, Mike. Uh, say say your piece. I want to touch on something, and no, 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 we gotta move on.
1: I was gonna say, and Rick Flair even like got like the blessing of the guy who. Retired him in WWE, like he asked Mm -hmm. Shawn Michaels, it was okay, Mm -hmm. and even like with that, because I mean, that made the rounds
0: before he was
2: gonna
1: go anywhere,
0: and people still got like real heated and upset about it. From the chat room, there's a lot of conversation in there. Uh, Tina's saying that, uh, that's how she explains, uh, uh, to our conversation before, uh, that's how she explains wrestling to junior live action comic books in a sense. Um. Yeah, yes. it's a superhero kind of thing. Good versus evil, typically. Oh, and there's different worlds too. Yeah, absolutely.
1: And, there, and there's different kinds of comics too. There's like grounded comics, and then you get stuff like Saga, which oh it's boy. just completely <laughs>
0: bat- insane. And people have televisions for head. That is true. Alice Marilla say is yeah. uh, asking about Gargano and Champa. I want to put a pin in that because I want to get to the Champa in our big question here in a little bit. Uh, Dave Ponder is saying Kane giving uh, uh giving his background in therapy is the greatest head shaker for wrestling logic. <laughs> Yeah, hmm. yeah. 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 No, just just a deep sigh for me. No. What? No, that fits. That fits. That fits. Okay.
2: Yeah. All right.
0: Well, anyways, uh guys, uh let it, let's touch base on Hold on, I got to move a thing. Give a shout out to our good friends at Slice on Broadway. Right up uh, the street here uh, in Pittsburgh, if you—I uh, know—I I know some of our friends from California are coming in and check some stuff out. I believe soon. Um, and uh, make sure you go check out our friends Slice on Broadway, so uh, Port and Pittsburgh podcasting with the perfect pepperoni pizza uh, right here in Beachview. Hey, visit the studio if you're in town while you're at it. Get some slice. Just make a day out of it, a little vacationy. If it's a Tuesday, join us on this show. Um, we have the slice here already, and also down at PNC Bar, home of the Pittsburgh Pirates and uh, over in the East End in Carnegie, PA, on the way out to the airport. Thank you so much to those guys for supporting the show, and we'll be back with a big question.
1: Sidekick
2: Media Services. We are your sidekick in business for social media, video production, and more. Find out more at sidekickmediaservices.com.
0: We are back. It is the Wrestling Mayhem Show. Of course, the crew, the remote crew, Mad Mike up there in Poughkeepsie, representing, as well as the Riz. There, there's a button for Riz. There he is. There he is. Riz there's plays games. Button. You press the button, Frank. I, I, Frank? Who's Frank? It's mystery science. Oh, no, it doesn't matter. Okay. Doesn't Joe matter. Dabrowski. No, 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 it doesn't matter. It's, Joe it's Dabrowski jo, okay, is still joining us here. I got the Frank reference. Okay. Thank you, Joe. At least yeah. somebody
1: did. Yeah, if, if Sorg really got the reference, he will have said, and Joe. Get
0: it. Go right
1: i'll see myself
0: out it is time for the big question <laughs> okay i got that one um it's time for the big question And we were talking about a lot of character uh in this last um segment of course and 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 some people are doing it right doing it interesting. and i've been having interesting conversations with some of the guys locally in the business some of the guys work with you joe up there you're teaching them right um and the big question is let me see how i phrase this who do you think is the best about Keeping their character or kayfabe outside of the ring. <laughs> I have one. It's one somebody was talking about in the chat room, and that's what triggered this for me. Um, I will hold on to it because I have a feeling somebody else is going to pick him. So I'll let you guys go first if somebody has one. And this is like they keep on Twitter. They're not like like they're not uh, doing gym picks on Twitter unless it's their character. You know, they're they're really kind of you know full on. That, that character all over the place. I, know, I got one. I know you're probably going to say exactly who I'm thinking.
2: I'm I'm in a battle right
0: now with Frantic from Shikara. Okay, never mind. I didn't think it was that one. No, <laughs> Explain no. Explain this because I'm reading the DMs and I don't know if I entirely understand what's going on with Frantic from Shakara. Uh, so Frantic likes to...
2: Send DMs to me for some reason about <laughs> how he's going to punish me. Uh,
0: what? <laughs> and what is Frantic's character like? Frantic's character
2: is uh, uh, a monster from the Proteus Wheel, uh, from the aforementioned Proteus Wheel from Chicago. And group. I believe
0: these guys were part of the battle royal in Meadville with IWC. These part these guys okay. were
2: part of the battle royal from Meadville. Okay. Uh, with Calyx and. A toxic, cause, cause I can't even say that part. And uh, let me
0: back up for a moment, because Riz has explained to me, this to me multiple times in text and in person, multiple times, and, and it's confusing. And it's, it's like I'm being spoken to in a different language. And if, I wonder if that's what Mike and I talk about, Lucha Underground sounds like to other wrestling fans that don't watch Lucha.
2: So I, I call him Frank, by the way, Frankie, Frank. Frank. You know, okay. Frankie baby. Um, so he just starts sending me dms it with screenshots of my tweets and just randomly goes like this fir- the first one i ever got from him punishment method live burial and then he starts showing me pictures of somebody in a like just buried alive should i be scared
0: joe you deal with
3: shakara guys a lot should he should he be scared I don't deal with that particular Chikara guy. No, no. I but... deal with friendly traveling businessmen. Yes. Yeah. You
2: deal with businessmen.
3: Non-venomous snakes. Mm-hmm. Whatever a <laughs> fright mare is.
1: I believe I believe that is a sentient jack-o-lantern.
3: Mm-hmm. That would have been my first guess.
2: <laughs> I okay. Mean, I was I was told I was gonna be mauled by a bear, but I deserved much worse. Is it the Moldovian bear? is that true that I deserve much worse No, it's a
0: moldovian boar, not bear.
2: Boar. Boar. Is no, huge. no, he 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 said I was going to get mauled by
0: a bear. Yes, not okay. a boar. He was a, a very nice gentleman and we talked about wrestling with a yeah, little bit ago.
2: The boar is pretty cool. Yes. Uh and then recently he just said he was going to turn on an electric chair while I'm in it.
0: All right, so while riz is making friends in Chikara, um <laughs> Mad very Mike, friendly. Mad Mike, do you have any answers for this? Well, none that interesting. <laughs> I, I think you just got to beat him. You know, none of us have, I, I think, personal interactions with anybody like this. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to say the person that, that I
1: feel like if I met them in person, they would be exactly as they are on TV and exactly as they are on Twitter. That would be Zack Ryder. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was kind of the one who one of the first people who really took his on-air persona and brought it
0: everywhere else so like, is that a matter of keeping your character or just your character is just an extension of you so that's kind of just you being you I, online
1: well i mean if we're talking if we're talking about like people who have like a a character that's completely different from themselves mm-hmm. then i wouldn't say rider Hmm. I'd say someone um, completely different, but I feel like he's probably the most true to life on social media and in person than you could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, because he's more the ones cause he, inter- he, he kind of started it like without that, we wouldn't have had people doing like, like I'm sure someone's going to say a certain guy in NXT who uses Twitter quite effectively
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or or Kevin Owens, who just recently blacked out his Twitter because he quit last night again. Like, (laughs) yeah, again, but without Zach Ryder being
0: the first one to be like, like, follow me on Twitter, like all that stuff. We wouldn't have this side note. Definitely. If you get a chance on the network, check out the table for three with Ryder, um, Xavier Woods and Matt Hardy talking about up, up, down, down. The the Zach Ryder's social media presence and video show, and like basically Matt Hardy's persona that he did in TNA. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Well, and,
1: the, and the one he did in ROH,
0: because he right. did
1: big, he did Big Money Matt in ROH. Yep.
0: Yep. uh Joe, what do you what do you hey love? what do you think? By the way, uh, Joe. Yeah, the most consistent. You're keeping the Joe Dombrowski kayfabe. But good job.
3: I <laughs> am still me. That's yeah, correct. Good job. I have not morphed into another human. No. Um, if I was Chikara, I might. Um, <laughs> honestly, I, on the same vein of of the Zach Ryder answer, I, I mentioned earlier, I got to say the Bucks because, mm-hmm. and, and it's 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 more of a subtle nuance than than an over the top character. That that you may have in mind, because the Bucks do talk about their real lives. They talk about their wives. They talk about their kids. They talk about their families outside of wrestling. And that's fine, as long as it's in context of, uh, uh, um, you know, whatever narrative you're presenting. But the Bucks, when they wanted to be obnoxious and talk about killing the business and being these disrespectful, smug kids, Mm -hmm. everybody bought it. Uh, When they and and they've they've amassed this following, Uh, you know, everything they put out there is so believable and it's close enough to how they behave in all of their promos, all their matches. There's there's not a disconnect. It's I'm not watching one team on TV and then reading from different people on social media. Um, And that's a problem, a big problem, especially locally. Um, Who does it best locally? Almost nobody. Mm hmm. Because nobody takes the time to invest in themselves and take themselves seriously. Mm -hmm. The way to look at social media, every single tweet, every single Facebook post is either a deposit or withdrawal into your metaphorical bank account. (laughs) If you are going to go online and your wrestling character is Mr. X and you're going to go on your Mr. X page and tweet about how pissed you are, you got a double shift at work today or your girlfriend's not texting back quick enough, or, you know, uh, 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 you had a bad day, and, and, you know, boo-hoo sob story. All this type of stuff that completely breaks down your character and completely destroys the aura you create. You spend thousands of dollars on training, on gear, on gym membership, tanning membership, merchandising, everything, to become this star in the ring. And then you do more to piss that aura away than anybody else. Because you'll go to the merchandise table and you'll come out of your character because you're so desperate to make a friend. Or you'll go home and you'll talk about things that are going on that completely, like, why do I want to pay to see the guy that's pissed he's double shifting at Arby's? Why? I don't care about you anymore. Because this reality you've created, you just pop that bubble. And again, it's not about kayfay but it's not about oh, people know it's work and it's bullshit like that it's about getting people lost in the moment making them care about you mm-hmm. and the example I've been using with a lot of young guys is if you see if you were a kid and you were at a WWF house show and you were by a back door and you saw like the Undertaker walk out and he's wearing like sweatpants and like a floral print t-shirt wouldn't that ruin it for you <laughs> wouldn't you be pissed at yourself Like, oh, that's stupid. Everybody goes out on social media and they do their Undertaker and Sweatpants tweets. Because they blow it for themselves. You're a brand. You need to sell yourself. If I am on a Premier Championship Wrestling page and I'm telling you as the viewer, these two guys hate each other. And you're on your page saying, yeah, man, I can't wait to work with him. It's going to be really fun. He's a great athlete and we're going to have some drinks together afterwards why do I want a PC to PC this fight anymore? You just, you are taking, I'm trying to draw money and you're taking it away from me. Why? You're not a mark if you're, if you stay true to your character. You're investing in yourself. And that's why guys like Big Money and Broken Matt Hardy and the Bucks, Janella, as wild as he is, mm-hmm. guys like that get attention. Cabana, because they are themselves. Um, so-
1: so, Joe, would you say that Jericho can at times be simultaneously, like, the best and worst at this?
3: Uh, give me an example of the worst.
1: Well, like, how he had Kenny Omega on his podcast after their match. And they would just break the whole thing down and talk about, like, everything they did, basically.
3: Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of that. I mean, I, I think in due time you pull things back a little bit. I get why he, I get kinda why
0: like, kind of like edge and Christian. They'll go back and break down Sean and Mick Foley yeah. at, uh, Oh, was the, in your house or something? Like they that, that match. In Philadelphia, games, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: I mean, it's 20 years later. I mean, yeah, that's, that's something that, again, there's a, there's a, there's a market for it. There's a demographic, for it. but if currently you're trying to make money off of Jericho and Omega, which I'm assuming new Japan still is through subscriptions and merchandising and everything else they're doing to me, that takes away from it. Um, and again, maybe the new Japan off op- the new Japan audience in the United States is a little bit different, a little more niche. But if we're on in the independents, we want to cater to that to, to to the largest base possible to make that money. Um, and guys just commit so much career sabotage because they don't take themselves seriously. So why do I take you seriously? And. Um, Another thing that's, and I'm going off on a side rant now, but another thing that is an issue right now is that the guys have forgotten the sanctity and the importance of the locker room and letting fans get too close. Mm -hmm. And I have nothing bad to say about fans. When I was 16 years old, I was the guy that wanted everybody to be my friend, and I wanted to be involved in everything and know everything, and I thought I was hot shit. And there's nothing wrong with that. Those fans are passionate. They're awesome. Without them, we're not doing this. We're not doing anything we're doing. But I was privy to hearing about a kid who snuck backstage at a local show to film video. I was privy to a fan that was invited into my locker room that almost cost two people their jobs. Because wrestlers don't understand that that's their sanctuary. That's sacred ground. Protect that. When we say protect the business, it's not make everybody think it's real. It's don't let people too close that are going to hurt it. That's what's important. Al knows that You're gonna, you let the one wrong person in, they can kill territory. That's true. Um, again, keeping your aura and keeping a, a bit of a distance. People don't understand that, that these super fans that come to a lot of these shows have shelf lives. Mm-hmm. They're at every show now. But you and I could look back at some of your footage on this network of three years ago. And point in the front row. They don't come around anymore. They don't come around. Mm-hmm. Anymore. They don't come around. Mm-hmm. I could name fans from Prime Wrestling that I don't know where they went. They didn't follow me to my new project. They didn't go to watch AIW shows. They didn't go to other cities. They're just gone. And why does that happen? Maybe it stops being fun. Maybe they get too close to it. Maybe they say the they say the wrong thing because they're too close to it and they piss the wrong person off. Or maybe they have more fun going out and. And drinking buddies with the wrestlers rather than pay money to see them. Sorry, Producer Missy sent me messages. Thanos got them. Is she threatening me? No, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm going to get my legal team after her. Oh. Well, that's going to be awkward. <laughs> it will, but I would love to see that debate. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, you, you have wrestlers inviting fans into social settings now, yeah, outside of wrestling. And that's dangerous. Because then if the fan can drink with you for free, why is he going to pay to see you? Or he's going to think you're so close, he can come get into the shows for free, or he can work your merchandise table, or he can do whatever, or he can sneak in the business himself. Either way, that's a ticket sale lost every single month from one of the most supportive diehard fans. And that's money out of everybody's pocket. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when the fan starts asking, well, what's going to happen at this show? You can tell me. Now I can't trust you with information. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to hang out with fans or invite fans into this, into a context of a private setting, you probably belong on the other side of the guardrail with them. Just to be honest. So I think the business needs a lot more of people investing in themselves, making themselves as believable as possible to every type of fan. And there's no problem in having that relationship. Um. You know what happens when a fan tries to meet Sabu? Not Probably not anymore, but in Sabu's peak, <laughs> he'll um, shout profanity at them and throw water. Because he's Sabu. He doesn't
0: speak. It blew my mind in probably about 2005 when they were doing a JCW tryout thing and he was on the panel and spoke. Right. Like, that blew my mind. In 2005...
3: But- but but because it's how much he protected and took care oh, of himself. Absolutely. Because his, I, because his uncle never spoke. Mm-hmm. The original Sheik. If you called the big-time office and asked for Ed Farhat, he'd hang up on you. His name is Sheik.
1: I, I remember the first um, indie show I went to down there. Delirious had a merch table. And I bought like merch from him, but he had Daisy Hayes speak for him. Mm-hmm. 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 Like, like he would go, bah, 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 like, appreciative, mm-hmm. like, like, he was delirious, but like,
0: you know, it, it's it's all part of and the same. When he's by himself, he does broken, delirious English. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like yeah. back in the day That's when true. I bought a t shirt from him, well, like, you know, like, so yeah. Jericho, but it wasn't anything more than that. No, no. Hey, you got like, you got Ron Mathis <laughs> yelling at fans just like he does in the ring on Sunday night, you know, like like, or Team Storm
3: yelling yeah. at everybody. But people appreciate people. Ap- sir. Mm. People appreciate that more yeah, because that's yeah. what they expect. That's what they get in the ring. Yeah. Y- you know, again, if you see the Undertaker in the ring, you want to interact with the Undertaker. Mm-hmm. You don't want to see. You don't want to have a beer with your buddy Mark. Mm-hmm. No, you you, you want to be a part of that experience, and, and and a part and be taken on that ride. And that's what it's about. And so many people are just so desperate for that instant gratification, that instant acceptance. Oh, the match was so good. Let's be friends. That they piss all that away. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not about the moment. It's about the journey. It's about the marathon, not the sprint. You know, If if you're a villainous character and you're a jerk to people, but you do it in a way that they love to hate you, it works. Yeah. No, Jackson Argos actually is a jerk. That's different. He doesn't yeah, count. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he, so then he'll be here next week. Yeah. Me again. Well, then I won't be here. No. Um, but, I mean, you want to be part of the experience. And, and just, there's a time to lower that curtain. There's a time to do the shoot interviews. There's a time to break down the, mat. there's a mm-hmm. time to do those specials. Yeah. But it's not in the heat of the moment. It's not when you're trying to draw money off of what you're doing now. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't build this up and then take it down and then next week you've got to build it up again from scratch. Um, so, so the guys... And, and we're in such a progressive social media age. The guys that can be a grounded reality-based character and have a life outside of wrestling, it would be really hard for The Undertaker to have social media. That's why he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Because what... What realistically does Undertaker do when he's not wrestling? And He, he gets by a coffin him. and sleeps. What are you talking about? Or he goes missing and Leslie Nielsen looks for him. I mean, that's basically <laughs> all we have to go on. But every young wrestler watching this now should know what their persona does when they're not wrestling. Mm-hmm. So they know how to act on social media or they know how to respond to any situation that they're put in.
1: I mean, I just... And he was an actual undertaker and just, you know, commissioned the local funerals in Death Valley. I, hey, Undertaker's he a he, he real profession, like yeah. you know.
3: I I've known people in wrestling who have worked in funeral homes. That's right. It works.
0: That's
1: right.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, but he he made that casket for Kamala. Nobody did. Tell me <laughs> well,
0: anyways, so. So my answer, like, I'm surprised the other guys didn't say, it, oh, the chat rooms were saying it. Champa. Champa. Yeah. Champa. Champa. Yes. He'll, Another tremendous example. Uh, yes. I mean, just the, the, from the, him and Gargano being good buddies and roommating together to what he does on social media. Now, you know, it, it builds up that, you know, them yelling, fuck you, Champa" as his basically it was ring, yeah. ring entrance.
3: List, listen to the way the crowd reacts to them yeah. compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And they are invest. Mm-hmm. And we talked earlier about rewarding your fans with the subtle storytelling. Mm-hmm. The fans are with that. Absolutely. I, I don't even watch the product, and I appreciate the magic they're creating. Mm-hmm. That's how powerful this is. Um, and again, if more people just stayed to those roots, you could do to scale. Something like that as well. But because they're the only ones doing it, it's different. It's special. But why can't everybody do it? Why can't we? Why can't we have nice things, Sorg? <laughs> why can't we have this all the time? Why is Ciampa and Gargano the most amazing thing in the world? Because they're taking their feud seriously. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people
1: on NXT who do that, though. EC3 does it all the time. Velveteen Dream does. Ricochet does it, too.
3: And, and, and notice the groundswell of popularity, the groundswell of of just people in getting lost, and not not kids, grown ass men getting lost in this show, in this program. I think I also remember hearing
1: that at the PC, there's actually like. Like a seminar on how to use your social media effectively for your. Account. Oh, that
3: makes sense. I think everybody's I, I had think the class I since think they moved on. Yeah, I, I think that's 100 percent true
0: um, from the chat room. There's been a lot of answers in the chat room, a lot of responses to this. Um. Some are saying, "Oh, Ophidian from Chikara, of course." You're. He also hates badgers, by the way. Uh, Champa and Nick Gage from Alex out there. Oh, Nick, Nick Gage is crazy. I think it's Nick Effing Gage. It's Nick Nick Effing Gage, and I think that is Nick Gage, though. Yeah. Right. And I mean, well, it's, I mean, it
3: is a. The beauty of the thing, whether whether he is or not, it doesn't matter because you believe it. I believe it. I believe it when I saw. Yeah. Him. Trust me, I believe it too. Yeah, uh, Dave Potter saying Flair
0: keeping in character almost killed him. There's that, but he That's also didn't have to deal with social media. But he had to deal with the people that he ran into at the bars. Rick Rick Flair. Yeah. Oh, uh,
1: right.
3: Rick, Rick Rick Flair went to excess. I mean, let us be <laughs> honest. I mean, <laughs> might be a little <laughs> bit
0: of an excuse. Um, Matt Carlin nominates Ambrose for his complete absence of social media activity.
3: I could see that being a personal choice too, but again, <laughs> yeah. again, it fits because it's an extension of yourself. And I think if you try to do something that's a one hundred and eighty from from who and what you are, it's it's just not going to play.
0: Um, Alex Miller mentions OVE. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure what context. S- that Sammy was. Callahan
3: is doing a great job of that right now. Oh yeah, Sammy Callahan is being a complete asshole. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. Sammy personally; he's great at being an asshole. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Yep. Um, you know who's a great asshole? Dylan Bostic. Yes. There's other words I'd like to call them now that have four letters in them, but I won't. Um, Dylan's great. We, we've talked about in the past, Michael, uh, Gregory Iron. Mm-hmm. Gregory Iron was able to give life to so many things he was doing. A five foot five handicapped um, professional wrestler should not be the most hated man in the room. But right. He was often. Mm-hmm. And Gregory Iron has a wee bit of a temper so it's believable mm-hmm. so it, it, guys like that sammy especially sammy and people in the business matter them because of his posts that's magical if you got the boys you got everybody that's awesome hey let us know
0: uh who do you think is uh you know the best at this as well on the social media hashtag wms big question what you had a response in there. You had a response in there. You had a response in there. She had a response in there. Can she just like say it like on the show? No, because she got Oh, hey, those are not updating. That's why Silas Young is an uh, honorable mention. I have not seen his social media.
3: It just Silas is just uh angry and curmudgeoning and and complains about things cuz he's the last people. I mean, and it's if, great.
2: If we're talking about the greatest social media wrestler in all of social media, it has to be the great collie.
0: <laughs> He's believable.
2: Oh, He oh. just takes selfies of each of him working out um, and video of him working out.
0: Messi was ultimate warrior because he changed his name. <clears throat> that's that's true. Uh, yes.
3: Yeah, w- warrior there was not a lot of difference between warrior and well, warrior. Yes. In reality
0: Yeah, there's a a, a distance there. Hey, guys, want to give a shout out to our good friends also supporting the show here. Speaking of some other places you can chat about some professional wrestling, our good friends at Occupy Pro Wrestling, Alex Cars and the crew doing some great podcasts. Now part of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network and Wrestling Mayhem Show. Thank you so much for joining the crew here uh but uh whoop, 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 whoop there we are pro wrestling is a wild and crazy sport and occupy pro wrestling uh is here to look at what makes it fun uh you it's featuring articles and blogs and whoop that nope there's a thing nope nope we i lost my video sort i'm sorry that thing, thing what are you out. doing i i broke i broke my visuals I'm sorry uh nobody on the podcast cares uh <laughs> featuring articles blogs podcasts that brings you interviews with fellow fans uh occupy pro wrestling is putting the smart back in smart mark check it out dot occupyprowrestling.com and thank you so much go check them out uh they're on TuneIn. they're on all your podcasts and they like to re uh reshare all of our shows as well uh a great uh, supporter over the years and we're very happy to have them on the network along with us thank you so much for them occupyprowrestling.com all right. So, uh, Joe, I I, hey. I had posed a little bit of a challenge. Of course, you uh, are on the YouTubes uh, with Ryan of Honor. I am on the Yin's Tubes on, the on, Yins <laughs> on your w Docs. Doing a Future of Honor. Not Women of Honor, right?
3: Are you I did two? I did one episode of Women of, of Honor from, yes. from Chicago, coincidentally enough. And
0: they didn't let you do another one?
3: Um, No, not that specifically, but any of the women of honor uh, matches mm-hmm. that are also with in conjunction with tv airings okay so that's separate, the dvd okay. the vod usually has ian at the helm but that was an extra women match that was web exclusive okay so so i'm pr- I, pretty much anything that is web exclusive goes to me you are the voice of the ring of honor youtube the, okay, I'm, I'm I'm a voice of ish, the, the Ring of Honor, ish. the Ring of Honor YouTube that doesn't end up anywhere but YouTube and and social media. I, I've done a couple Honor Club exclusives as well, okay. um, that are a lot of fun. But yeah, I'm involved. I think it ba- this is basically just an intro to get to your point. Yes, I do things with Ring of Honor. Is what we just took seven minutes to accomplish. <laughs> yes,
0: absolutely. Um, but anyway, so so uh, Matt, I've been I've been and not that I've been really up with the product myself, just for time restraints. But I have been trying to talk Mad Mike into reaching out and getting into Ring of Honor for a long time here, and I, I wanted to get you guys together to confer on this. Uh, now, Mike, what has your issue been with Ring of Honor? Um, couple different issues. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, one, it's not as easily accessible for me. Okay, that's one thing.
0: Yeah, uh, but I mean, I can get around that. Yeah, but. I mean, there, there, there. It, it is seems we. Pretty fairly available online too for the at least the episodes, right?
3: The episodes are uh, broadcast free on Fight Fight mm-hmm. app. We've talked about that earlier. Um, all through Honor Club, uh, it's nationally syndicated in however many markets. Which
0: and- uh, he is not one of the markets is one of the issues. He is not one of the markets.
3: Check out, um, check out if you haven't yet. If you get charged, it's charged because they used to be on Comet, but they're on a charge now. I believe it's charged now. I I don't believe it's still common. It,
1: if it, if it's still Sinclair broadcasting, I don't get it.
3: Well, your city has a as a boycott on Sinclair? Uh
1: New, New York New York really doesn't have any Sinclair programming. Wow. And they yeah, draw well. I don't out
3: know. There. Is Todd Sinclair allowed in New York? I <laughs> <laughs> um, But
1: but my my other issue apart from availability is like I would get into ring of honor. They would have a big pay-per-view event. And then I would be very excited for the fallout of the pay-per-view. And I would not get that fallout for a month and a half. Because it would always be like, there'd never be any direct like shows directly after the pay-per-view that would mean, Anything in terms of the stories that they told the pay per view, and that's a huge disconnect for me.
3: And that's a point I see, and that's something that uh, that I've detected. They usually do tape television the night after, but mm-hmm. it takes you know a week or two to edit and, and get in rotation. And and if they're backlogged with with some of the other tapings, um, I get why that's pet peeve, but. I think if any of us stopped watching wrestling because of one thing that bothered us, we'd have checked out (laughs) in, like, 95. (laughs) I mean, to me, um, here's the example I've been using to people lately. And I'm not taking credit for this. I stole this from somebody. So, if whoever I stole this from is watching, please tweet me. Um, WWE is the McDonald's of wrestling promotions. And they're going to make the most hamburgers. And their business model is configured where there's really no way they're not going to sell the most hamburgers. Doesn't mean they're the best hamburgers. Um, A place like Ring of Honor will give you a much juicier and more succulent burger. Um, Maybe a bucket of fried chicken on the side and some Tim Hortons donuts. What were we talking about? Oh, sorry.
1: Yeah, but but, but (laughs) if I... But i don't know but my, my, my point
3: being that, that and thank you for being hungry my point being that the wwe or and so many other there's just so much oversaturation there mm-hmm. to me i would rather slow things down a little bit i would right ra- back back um back in the 80s what, what your pet peeve is was just how wrestling was wrestlemania 5 on pay-per-view and then Maybe maybe three weeks later you'd get stills. Mm-hmm. Maybe four or five weeks later you'd get a, one finish, and you'd have to, you know, wait and buy the magazines and reserve the VHS tape, and that created that anticipation. Um, Ring of Honor's upped their production in a lot of ways. Um, they've upped the quality of their wrestling in a lot of ways they are on the forefront of what i consider in this business to be a cultural revolution mm-hmm. with the bucks and cody and bullet club um and all those crossovers with new japan yeah all the crossovers with new japan and mexico as well just just envisioning how wrestling works as a business mm-hmm. doing things that weren't possible before and to no, be I, it, it, it's nothing against the talent
1: i've ever i've never had anything really against the talent of like ring of honor or anything like that but it's just if i it, because i'm a guy that i get more invested in the story sure not not necessarily the in-ring story or not necessarily like like if i could if i put top five things i look for in a wrestling company story for me is number one match quality is usually like two or three because in this day and age you can pretty much find good quality
3: matches i'm a story and, guy too you guys know that
1: yeah Mm -hmm. for me when i am invested in like the world title storyline and then i watch the pay-per-view and then there's three to four weeks of backlog of stuff that has no bearing on it and they don't even mention it on commentary like in this day and age where i i feel like that it shouldn't be that much of a disconnect it takes me complete. I, I understand what you're saying about the '80s stuff, sure. But this day and age, like, I feel like there's, like do a live event center or something like that like, where you talk about it.
3: Well, I mean, l- let me throw this at you from another perspective. Um, I'm not really hip on 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 the the hot television shows of the day but like uh, friends has been off air for years. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Say you're watching a hot episode of taxi. <laughs> 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 no, like my thing is like, if I'm watching, if I'm watching the season finale of Mr. Robot and I got to wait six months to find out how the scene ends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pissed, but I'm, I'm right there with the popcorn season premiere night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's frustrating, and yes, I prefer to binge watch seasons so I don't have to wait. Mm-hmm. So I understand the frustration, but um, I'll take that over having a substandard product available to me at a, at, a, at the drop of a hat.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, because I always get I always get kind of perturbed after like NXT takeovers when uh, I get a couple cool matches, but then like about you know it feels like about sixty uh, percent of the show is just recaps of what I watched on Saturday. Right. 60? It's but, it seems but high all, sometimes.
1: But they also have like this past week on NXT was a UK title match. Right. It's not like it's something that's not of consequence. Right. It's just that it wasn't on takeover. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I watch when I did watch Ring of R and we were doing the midweek war and we were reporting on it, mm-hmm. there would be weeks where it was just like War of the Worlds, where it was a lot of really good matches. None of them meant anything. Well,
0: uh, uh, Matt Carnes is pointing out, like, you, you know, compared to NXT, he's hit, taken that as where you get a one-week vacuum after every takeover. Or but sometimes you, you get an event center going into it.
1: They talk about takeover. Mm-hmm. They talk about what happened. They have exclusive interviews. Mm-hmm. Like, they don't do that on Ring of Honor. It's right. just another, well, <laughs> it's more pre-produced one hour show of wrestling and again we
0: are talking about the thing that comes out that the wednesday after a pay-per-view versus mm-hmm. ring of honor it's like in circulation the next week unfortunately they probably have to have it out to somebody by once or thursday right I would think so. I don't like. I mean, not knowing entirely like the yeah, production. Not, I know it's different when you syndicate and have to deal with all that kind of stuff. Yeah, when
3: you're when you're I, dealing with dozens of different markets, without a yeah, doubt. Yeah. And when I produced TV with, with Prime Wrestling, you know, we had the resolutions.
0: Yeah, you had to dance and this. We,
3: we we had we had the Super Show, we had the live pay per view, mm-hmm. and then we. I mean, that wasn't really the season finale, but it was because we would do a couple weeks of recaps and kind of rewind them a little bit because we had to reset. Mm-hmm. And not, not even necessarily reset creatively, but just reset our brains, reset our finances, reset mm-hmm. everything. Um, because in, in the indie world, we're not really in a position to tape television the day after a supercard like that. Ring of Honor, obviously, a little bit different. Um, but yeah, I, I, So, I, and that was frustrating to me because it was, it was tough for us to follow up on the momentum. And is there a way that, that, that Ring of Honor could bridge that a little bit better? Uh, probably. But at the same time, too, I think a lot of that is potentially wanting to continue to push replay buys via word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Or, get, or get you into Honor Club. Get you, get you to Honor Club, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get, you, get you there live, get you there in the system. Um, that way you don't have to wait for, for, for a number of weeks. For
0: example, to Tina Keyes, Ring of Honor comes on uh, there at like 2 a.m. on Saturdays up in the uh, greater Seattle market. <laughs> yeah that's yeah. like hey that's like staying up for ecw back in the day and yeah and, and ecw had that problem too yeah yeah mm-hmm. ecW had the exact same problem but the ecw also was coming off that era where the wWF superstars and stuff were doing the things that we were talking about yeah. so um like raw was just becoming a thing and when they were starting up so it'd be interesting um yeah. but, i mean even so- e- even if
3: the programming is cold from a a a, a pay-per-view standpoint. Mm-hmm. You still get quality wrestling, you still get advancement of characters. Even though it's it's not in the the um the level of depth that you would have leading up to a pay-per-view, you still get that little buffer mm-hmm. to keep your attention. It's it's um again, not not to use a dated reference, but WWF pay-per-views used to be on Monday nights. Monday nights is, mm-hmm. Monday nights are when they would air primetime wrestling.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So there were to, there were episodes of primetime wrestling you could probably find on the network right now, not the indie network, which is far superior, but that other network.
0: 59970- day trial, indiewrestling.us
3: um, where they would do basically a lame duck primetime wrestling. Mm-hmm. where Gorilla and Bobby aren't even there. It's Lord Alfred Hayes and Sean Mooney or Tony Schiavone or somebody. And we're just going to a house show so we can watch Barry Horwitz wrestle Terry Gibbs. <laughs> because because the illusion is all the, uh, all the big stars are on the pay-per-view. Um, and that was weird because they're, you're competing with yourself. Mm-hmm. And it didn't make much sense. Um, kind of and kind of WWE does that with
0: 205 Live versus Ms. and Mrs. right now. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. it's,
3: there's just so much going on there. Yeah, it's it's absolutely. impossible. But yeah, I mean, everybody's got their own little way of of getting around the production delay. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, I mean, I think Ring of Honor is best enjoyed um, cross platform. Uh, when I first started there, there were three different timelines because you would. Uh, tape your television for HD net mm-hmm. and you'd sometimes do double tapings and have eight weeks in the can. Mm-hmm. You would do your live. iPay per views which weren't terrestrial pay-per-views yet, but they were still your four or five big shows that aired special. And then you would have the DVD straight to DVDs that I would do. Um, and you have to kind of figure out, okay, when's this pay-per-view airing? When's this episode of TV airing? When is this DVD being released versus when was it taped what are we talking about when are, what are we not talking about and it was always weird to kind of try to connect those dots
0: and then yeah meanwhile you have like a backstage promo where fallen Angel, angels talking about fighting this guy in chattanooga right yeah, we, that, we, that, that, we, that exists in its own
3: vacuum we would stop recording because dave praised like how to call adam pierce and get i like what are we saying for this and mm-hmm. adam would be like call what you see you know and he'd have some kind of answer to try to just just get us around it but yeah i mean there were there were so many different timelines there and we're all telling the same story, but it's just slightly askew. Yeah. You know, Um, so they've gotten much better with that. Um, Can they do more with, with what, you know, they're doing with the timeline? Possibly, but working on such a smaller, 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 smaller level than Ring of Honor and knowing (laughs) The pain of overextending a staff, yeah, and trying really, really hard to get a deadline going, yeah. and having the guy that, the, the, you know, the two or three guys you trust the most, but they're still a day late, you know. Um, God, that's so hard. And with you know, uh, I don't know what budget they're working with. I don't know what what staffing they're working with. I know things have been so busy with the UK tour and everything mm-hmm. going on with so many other guys doing all in and the New Japan thing. That's not me making excuses. Obviously they're doing this on purpose and and there's a, there's a method to it either because they want to get the casual fans into the subscription method online with fight um, or because they feel that there's, there's enough of a disconnect between the diehards and the casuals on syndication that they can have those two worlds and kind of present them in their own way. That's, easy for either side to digest
0: yeah, able to onboard a lot of people right there's something yeah. for everybody i mean and, um sp- and and by the way speaking of which uh, before we move on here um uh this was uh passed me by producer missy thank you producer missy um apparently all in is going to be available um after the fact um on new japan world ah so that's a pretty big thing myself who's busy Saturday night because of all the wrestling shows right uh that that's going to be a good option as far as I'm concerned since I can't watch it live anyways absolutely so, so there you go if you have a busy weekend because oh my god so much wrestling uh yeah there's an option for you for uh checking it out for 9.99 yen <laughs> 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 all right hey moving on uh thank you, thank you so much Joe and Mike for uh uh chatting about this and kind of revisiting Ring of Honor here at night. Uh, we haven't talked a lot about Ring of Honor lately. Just because there's so freaking much to talk about. Uh, but uh, definitely worth a look over there. And it, it, Again, every time they're in town, if I'm not busy, I'm down there watching a show. And I am impressed every time. And it's, it's so much fun every time. And it gets bigger every time, too. Oh, yeah. So, like, I'm watching some of the TV lately. And I'm just like, I can't believe, like, how big the set is now. And how it looks. Versus, I remember the first couple of shows on Sinclair. I was shaking my head on how bad the camera work was.
3: Yeah. well, I mean, it's, it's great. I remember um, the first ever Ring of Honor live event that was in Pittsburgh in January two thousand three at yeah. the CCAC South Campus, right? And it was it was amazing show, but it was just your indie show. It you was. have the tarp down, you have the curtain down, right. you have wrestling, and there was there were no frills. There was no lighting. There and, was no uh, and pipe even, and drape. Even for TV,
0: I think it was the California PA show. I looked over at the sound thing. And it looked like a small board and it looks no different than what was at an indie show. Right? And that just kinda of blew yeah. me away for something that was but, on but television. But they they just yeah.
3: every time I go back mm-hmm. it 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 feels like um Almost an entirely different company, just mm. bigger, and better, just being there with the, it, the giant LED boards in now. a growing way. Not in, oh, a, no, 100%. Not in a no, hundred percent.
0: Not in an Impact Wrestling, WCW. Oh God, we reset everything. Way. No, no, yeah. no. Yeah.
3: It's growing, it's evolving, and it's 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 more big league than it was. Mm-hmm. There's more doors open. There's more opportunity, and there's more moving parts. Absolutely, and and you know to watch it grow before your eyes, like I. That's one of the things that I think fans take for granted now. like it, it was so terrible when WW and ECW died, mm-hmm. but we had the chance to watch the growth and progression and the growing pains and the mistakes and the progress of of impact and Ring of Honor from scratch. Mm-hmm. And it, nobody with giant corporations behind them. I mean, and to well, me, to me, that's much. well, I mean, to, to me, that's as much of a compelling story as anything going on in the ring. Just watching the ebb and flow of them try to build a business and, and kind of picking apart their mistakes and what they get right and what they get wrong. And and just being being a part of the ride, because both those companies have now outlasted WCW and ECW, as mm-hmm. weird as it is to think about. Wow.
0: Wow. That's amazing.
2: And uh, if if I may jump in here for a little bit. Before we get go to another right, topic real,
0: real quick, Riz real quick. One
2: of the big things that ROH is banking on really hard is the thing we've been talking about for the last few hours. Now <laughs> social media is their way of having people like me, somebody who hasn't watched ROH like television. Sorry, Joe, um, to know what the hell's going on with ROH. Mm-hmm. Like, like I know who the champions are. I know how good the matches are because there are gifts out there. There are videos out there. There, are, there are reviews. There are, there are fans that are jumping out of their seats, waiting for people like w- waiting to get the word out of how good those matches were. Like we didn't have to wait. We don't have to wait now for uh, choppy, I pay-per-view that that were always not working mm-hmm. we have instant if we have the instant technology now of having it right at our fingertips
0: absolutely you sit there on saturday night i sit there a saturday night after the show and i maybe you do the same thing joe and i'll sit there and just look through the twitter for mayhem show and indie wrestling and just see uh what happened tonight and where and what what's going on out there because So much has happened, and you get to respond to it. There's
3: always, and honestly, I'm going to be doing that more than ever this weekend Mm -hmm. because I'm going to be not off the grid, but I'll be out of the loop. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm I'll be in Vegas doing four shows in two days, Mm -hmm. so I'm not going to have time to follow uh, what happens on Starcast and All In, and uh, uh, you know this this Battle Royal. Whatever crazy shit I tweet from my yeah, I mean, I'm I'm I'm, I'm interested in this hundred eight person Battle Royal. Yeah. Yeah, um, I I have a lot of friends who will be at that event. I have no idea how I'm filming it. <laughs> <laughs> uh dude, go World War Three shot. Just, I know. I'm thinking. Just, just don't do don't edge edge. do picture and picture and picture. You just got to keep it wide, and then just have like. 107 other cameras to yep. do, do yep. isolation.
0: We're just going to be, it's going to look like the Matrix set where they do the spin thing. What and it's going to be period.
3: is just going to be 108 people awkwardly punching and kicking each other. Mm-hmm. And then eventually you will zoom in on somebody laying face down on the ground four seconds too late. <laughs> 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 oh, just a completely in style.
0: But, anyways, hey, you want to give a shout out to our friend Toddy over at Thrifty Podcast? He's a sentimental attachment to things. Other people have uh, forgotten and tossed aside might only be rivaled by Virgil's sentimental attachment to his former WWE career.
3: That's for yeah. you, Joe. Oh, <laughs> I feel the love.
0: Can you guess which one has a great podcast talking about the happiness of their sentimental attachment brings? Check out the thrifty podcast on the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network uh, over at Sorgatron Media dot com our good friends there again he's the one that filled our couch when he was on this show with all the wrestle buddies and I talked to him uh our buddy toddy was at the blackcraft wrestling show um and uh and uh uh he has more buddies he has more wrestle buddies to bring next time, so I'm excited yeah. to see that so uh so guys real quick lightning round what did you learn from wrestling this week I, I can go? Go. go ahead I can.
1: um I learned that Marissa's hardcore than all of us. She just gave birth in April and she's having a pay-per-view
0: match in a couple weeks. Oh shit. That
1: <laughs> fucking boss.
0: Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Riz? I
2: learned that we can get wrestlers together in one room and just have the best time of our lives just playing a video game.
0: <laughs> yes, the Brahimith. Super Smash Brothers Invitational. That was that was fun. That was. I still,
2: Sorg. I was pointing to a sign for you. You did not accept. Therefore, I win by forfeit. What? So I was one and one in that category. I wanted you to. I wanted to smash you, Sorg.
3: Okay. Okay. What about you, Joe? I learned that pro wrestling is officially trying to kill me. Oh no! Uh, the schedule that I'm being put on is insane and asinine, but I'm very thankful for it. Mm. I also learned that if you actually know what you're doing, you can produce ten matches in three hours and not kill your crowd. That was ten matches. That was ten matches. Wow! It didn't feel like ten matches.
0: Mission, that was, ac- mission accomplished. That, that was by design. <laughs> that's good. No, that's good. Like usually, it's like, oh god, there's ten matches, and then it's just like, oh, that was ten matches. Mm-hmm. Huh. Huh. Um I learned I learned that Jackson Jacks Jackson Stone has something about lemons going on.
3: He really likes lemonade. Okay. I don't know
0: because he's, he's like his merch table and he was never around for me to ask about it, but somebody else said something about it. And it's just like there's his shirts and his pictures and just lemons.
3: Yeah. I don't I don't believe that's a tribute to uh esteemed local indie referee Jake Lemons. Um Shout out to Aaron Bauer McGuire for the lemons reference. Mm. Uh, Jackson Stone is—I mean, he's the Suplex Shogun. Yes, impressive. So there's there's a that's bit. My, of,
0: that's my second time seeing him.
3: There's a bit of a Japanese influence there. There's mm. certainly, you know, uh, so many great suplexers you can compare him to, but it's one of those weird things where—and and it's kind of gray area as far as our theme of the night, as far as what fits the character on social media. I just think he likes lemonade. That's good. Lean
0: into and him, he really man. likes
3: talking about it. If it gets mm-hmm. him free lemonade, I mean, which may or may not be why I've repeatedly mentioned <laughs> KFC and Tim Hortons. Missy learned that you shouldn't be a jacks-off.
0: There's this wonderful yeah. image going around of Jackson Argos saying, don't, don't be a jacks-off. Be a jackson? Ah, uh, oh,
1: that's one way mm. to turn it. I sort hope he, I I, hope he I didn't do, hear that.
2: I do have a clarification. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the poster for the Hot Topic, it is actually M&M's and not Skittles.
0: Paige is eating M&M's. Okay.
2: I think it's probably peanut M&M's. I'm not sure. I'll double check on that.
0: Okay. Uh, I learned that uh, Paige's mom is still wrestling. <laughs> and I had <laughs> no idea that was her until she came out. I'm like, I did, Again, I did the wrestling math. I'm like, like I watch and I'm just like, Knight. Sorry, Knight. Like, I feel like I should know that name. Then I realized, oh shit, that's her family name. And I asked somebody, uh, cameraman Rob and and she he confirmed and then she did a run it so that was interesting also a, defi- a delightful lady that flipped off the crowd the entire match fantastic um alex miller learned that if you play a, if you play a live band at a wrestling show don't mess with the lead singer that went to prison um <laughs> as the violent uh, yeah the, the savage gentleman um ended uh, black craft wrestling's pay-per-view by attacking the lead singer of uh was it falling upward falling in reverse is the name of the band um so that was fun as say, they were all over that show matt collins learned that the ending of every raw must leave me asking was that a heel turn Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what we're asking too, Tina Keys. I will, I I will learn that Raw next week is going to be going to a fun, slightly inebriated. What going to be fun? I, oh, I'm assuming to... she. Yeah, I'm assuming she's, she's starting she's now. Fun.
1: She's starting now, Tina. If you if you are slightly inebriated when you are watching Raw next week, we humbly invite you to come on the Raw Wrap Up. I'm
2: dude. like, are you slightly ne- inebriated right now?
0: I wish. He just needs sleep, as I do. Uh,
1: I've watched a lot of wrestling today.
0: Guys, uh, please. What? What? There's another one. It must have just popped up here. Sean Phoenix learned how to avoid elimination in a Royal Rumble. Oh, yeah. He was in the Battle Royal at Blackcraft and uh, attempted to be crowd surfed. The crowd was having none of it, but he did get
3: back on the apron. Sean Phoenix always trying to steal the attention. Mm-hmm. You know, I bet Kofi
1: Kingston could do that at the Royal Rumble this year.
3: Yeah. Can I can I point out that Sean Phoenix almost burned my venue to the ground on Sunday? <gasps>
1: yeah, what does that?
3: <laughs> he nearly caught my entire set on fire. <laughs> And I don't have a good close for that story. Just well, that
0: then the stick was just left on the ground. It burning. was
3: laying there. And it was
0: laying there. And everybody's like, something should happen with this.
3: Very near fans. It was among the most reckless things I've ever seen. The fans were like, should I do something about this? <laughs> I was in gorilla. Like, should I do something about I, this? I, I have so many questions that I, I believe, don't want to answer. Did
0: I not witness a conversation about who is trusted most with fire in that venue? <laughs> earlier that night.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have been my vote. <laughs> Wouldn't have been my vote. All, uh, all I have to say, I miss Aiden Vale. Oh. He oh. was in the chat
0: room earlier. He, See, he misses me too. Maybe he's still out there. Aiden Vale, is he still alive? He was in the chat room. Somebody's using his account, I guess. Is there an Aiden vale
3: catfish that would like to talk to
0: us? Oh, boy. Oh boy. Uh okay, that was that was okay. I was just checking my tweets and that was the Sean Phoenix thing. Uh anyways, thank you. Joe Dabrowski.
3: where can people check you out? You got a lot of stuff going on. Uh my website is Joe dabrowskicom You can click on my schedule that I've forgotten to update for the last nine months that is completely useless.
0: You're not making the cool images with all the dates that you're showing up on like all the indie wrestlers are?
3: No, nor am I uh, posting online a random grouping of numbers of dates I'm available and expecting promoters to magically message me. That doesn't get you? That, no. Like, (laughs) I'll mention one date if I'm trying to fill a weekend and... It occasionally works. Like Hi, I'm five, available for October, guys. Five percent of the time, but like, hey, promoters, hit me up this date, this date, this Man, date. Show's just going to bat on this stuff. It just comes off as lazy to me. Like, Aww. if you're a name, yeah, you can do it. Yeah, like Jeff Cobb can do it. Oh yeah, Brian Cage can do it. Uh huh. So I got Brian Cage. There you go. He actually, it's not how I got Brian Cage. because Brian Cage contacted me because no one, no one responded when he did it on social media, but. Um and he and he the he defended the Impact Wrestling X Division, X Division Championship against Trey Miguel who is going to be on Impact in this next round of tapings. Wow! So and that is the Powder Keg Show which just went up on POD
0: at Indie Wrestling um,
3: But yeah, I I, I think uh, I think also, and I'm not going to go into side rant, but just the art of networking with promoters and 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 how to sell yourself Maybe we'll talk about that on Indie mayhem something so. else we could teach but joe-dombrowski.com i've got all the premiere dvds on my personal projects links to the mp4s mm-hmm. the vimeo links are slowly going up um hey. on my end oh okay they're up on yours yeah. i just haven't gotten around to it because people don't leave me alone um <laughs> social fan. social media joe dombrowski wrestling on facebook uh what the hell's my Twitter name? Joe underscore Dombrowski. Something uh, like that. I'm on Instagram. Just search my name. They have search functions on social. I don't need to tell you the exact. Just search my name. I'm the guy that looks like me. Um, yeah, because there's not a guy that doesn't look like you with that name. It's, there, it's awkward. There's somebody with my name that's a bicyclist. Yeah. Somebody with my name that's a painter. That's why there's a dash in my URL, because one of those other bastards stole it. This is why um, I go
0: by Sorgatron because I don't want to compete with the guy selling air conditioning or the uh, pianist.
3: Awkward silence for the word pianist. Yeah. Um, yes. But yeah, I'm on Facebook. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on Instagram. I will be this weekend on ExpoLucha.com. Look look, look up ExpoLucha.com for information. They're live streaming for Lucha Libre events. I will be working and meeting for the very first time with Vampiro. Oh,
0: he once, he once told Man Mike to
3: eat a bag of dicks. Okay, I, I can't wait to find out how many dicks I can eat. Yeah, It's going to be AAA. It's going to be The Legends of Lucha Libre. It's going to be The Future Stars of Lucha Libre. There's going to be four events. Rey Mysterio, <laughs> Juventud Guerrera, Psychosis, Super Crazy. I think Penta and Phoenix will be out there. Uh, my buddy Ryan Kidd will be out there, if you know him from the Welterweight shows. Hurricane Helms will be there. Eddie Edwards, Moose. There's going to be a ton of guys there. Conan uh, from from the Lucha World. Uh, f- you know, vendor guests, a ton more. There's going to be uh, a lot of great West Coast talent. I haven't, uh, uh, I haven't met yet, uh, but I'll be, I'll be on there. Welterweight four is Sunday, September 23rd. Gregory iron versus Brian Pillman Jr. Nate wings defends a welterweight title against ace Perry, Gory and Dylan Bostic in a four-way matchup. Trey Miguel will go on with Jason Kincaid, and a whole lot more. I'll also be on IWC premier championship wrestling. Big time wrestling. Wrestling's bloodiest wars on pay-per-view. Future Vano every Friday on the Inns tube on your W dots. I love that you say stuff on here that everybody is now texting
0: me about.
2: <laughs> what?
0: <laughs> oh, we just lost the rest of our audience. Or not our our our, our co-hosts. <laughs> I had an audience? I, I don't know what's going on.
2: Riz, Riz plays games. Riz plays games. Actually, if you go there right now, Sorg, I am streaming the uh pokemon marathon because <laughs> i have no
1: life
0: <laughs> and also bad mike he joins me for the mayhem underground and the raw wrap up
1: absolutely uh sometime this week not sure probably probably not wednesday but i will be live tweeting lucho underground go to mayhem show look for the hashtag mm you I go. just realized
2: I was looking at the wrong camera the entire
0: and time. And if you're, uh, I said, if you're on the Patreon, uh, look for an announcement for a taping Thursday night that will be exclusive to you guys. At the, uh, I believe that is the Pocky Club level at the five dollar level. Uh, we got some special stuff for you guys uh, at the five dollar and up level. You might want to upgrade uh, if you want to be a part of that. And we've been sending you guys a few things lately. So uh, excited for that! Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, producer Missy, for keeping this together and uh oh also uh alex cards late entry he learned that wrestling mayhem show is now part of oh what a maneuver check out our Ooh. property of mayhem show shirt on uh, what a maneuver uh over there i uh, search for wrestling mayhem show and you'll find our shop i believe that is officially a wednesday release if i'm not mistaken this week uh so uh, we thank you least didn't we uh, maybe well it's almost past no, midnight, no, they, so they, they,
2: they did mention that it on... might be
0: yep yeah, they did they did tweet about it so uh thank you so much for that thanks for the, the reminder Their cars uh thank you everybody thank you uh mayhem nation we'll see you guys next time mayhem out just
1: wait just wait just wait just wait just wait, just wait. Just wait. Just wait. Just wait.